What's up, guys? My name is Kyle, and this is the New Gains Podcast, all about novice muscle building for guys who don't know what the hell they're doing. I used to be a complete noob and spent all my time curling in the squat rack. Now, I'm on a mission to help you get stronger and look better so you can gain confidence and get a little more attention. Let's do it. I've got your gains right here. Noob! Hey, what's up? Nice to see you again. It's Kyle here from Noob Gains, and today I want to talk to you about improving your bench press with a little checklist that I kind of came up with when I realized that every time I sit down to do the bench press, I kind of run through all of these steps in my head of how I set my body up to bench uh, very well, very structured, stay tight so I can move the most amount of weight in order to uh, stimulate the most muscle growth. And I want to pass that on to you because I notice a lot of guys, when you go into the gym and you see guys bench pressing, it sometimes it looks like they're just laying down on a bed. They get real cozy and they grab that bar kind of, you know, I don't really give a shit. And then they sort of just swing the weights around all over the place. And for some reason, they're always bigger than you. <laughs> and so I want to uh, point out that there's actually some good uh, pointers in terms of setting yourself up for a good solid bench so that everything stays tight and that you can move the most amount of weight so that you're constantly in a progression for as long as you can be in that new gain stage. So this is a nine point checklist to improve your bench press overnight. Uh, to see the full post for this, you can go to noobgains.com slash improve bench press. So let's get started. All right, so the first step when you're setting yourself up that I like to do is to tighten my upper back and dig it into the bench. So what this means is I'll actually lay down on the bench, I'll grab a bar with both hands, and I'll actually pull myself away from the bench and push my upper back muscles together. So I can actually feel my shoulder blades moving and it's as if someone was sticking their hand in the middle of my back. I wanna try to grab it with my shoulder blades. And in that process, I'm gonna just keep my back muscles there for the entire time and then set them back down on the bench and kind of dig in a little bit. That's a nice tight back that you wanna start with. Number two is I will actually create a slight arch in my back. And the way I do this is I put my feet on the floor and I start to move them a little closer towards my upper body. And because of that, my body has to kind of get off the bench. Now I keep my back dug in, but I'll actually raise my butt off the bench and now I have a nice arch. And the reason you're trying to do that is because you wanna use the leverage from your legs on the ground pushing your upper back into the bench as a strong structural position to be able to keep the weight stable as you're moving up and down in the movement. Number three is actually your uh, grip width on the bench. So this is kind of up for a little bit of debate, but it's a little obvious that you don't wanna go too wide with your grip because if you go a little too wide, then you're hardly making any movement. Your arms don't actually have anywhere to move when your grip is too wide. You'll only be moving a few inches and those are the kind of people that get made fun of on YouTube all the time. You don't wanna to go too narrow 
because if you're going too narrow, first of all, that can create shoulder problems. Secondly, it isolates all of the muscle stimulation to your shoulders and your tri I mean your triceps. So don't want to do that either. So it's somewhere around shoulder width, slightly wider than that, and you're kind of kind of kind of have to feel it out for yourself. I like to stay right around shoulder width because of I have long monkey arms and because of how my elbows bend, I can actually get out of my own way. But you'll find guys with shorter limbs may have to kind of work around that a little bit. So you need to find out what works for you. But again, not too wide, not too narrow. Kind of uh, watch where your hands are on the notches in the bar because you can use those to determine what width you need your grip to be. Number right. four, after you've found that grip width that matches how you want to bench, you need to put the palm, put the, sorry, put the bar into that meaty part of your palm. So that's right here where it, you know, of course the bar is gonna have to go between your thumb and your index finger here, but you don't want it resting up on the balls of your, uh, up on the knuckles, I guess I could say, up on the knuckles of your fingers because then you don't have any leverage here. You're actually pushing on your hand and this is a great way to break your wrist. You want to actually have the bar uh, over top of your wrist. So if I'm putting it right here, I'm trying to keep the bar right over my wrist to get the most leverage out of that. So make sure when you're resting the bar, and you'll find that in some cases, depending on your, how your hands are, I have giant monkey hands, um, you may not be able to get your thumb all the way around the bar, and that's fine because the most important thing is to get the bar on top of your wrist so that you're actually pushing with your wrist or not your wrist, your arm, you know what I'm talking about. But the other way is you're gonna snap your shit up, so you don't wanna do that either. Um, but yeah, you might not be able to get your thumb all the way around, but again, you don't want the, you don't want the thumb to go completely underneath, that's a suicide grip. Um, for good reason it's called that. That is a popular grip in many exercises, but I would not recommend it in the bench, unless of course you have a spotter and you know what you've been doing and you've been lifting for years and years and years. But this is new gains. You don't know what you're doing, and that's fine. So I would keep that thumb going around the other way. Uh, it's okay if it doesn't wrap all the way around as long as you have the bar resting over top of your wrist to get the most leverage, all right? Number five is tighten the quads, dig that back into the bench, okay? So like I said before, that's the reason you tightened up your back, and that's, the way you, that's why you positioned your feet in order to get that slight arch. You wanna keep that arch tight. So through this, you're also tightening your abs, but you're also gonna activate those quads, keep the arch tight. Remember the back is tight as well, and you're digging it even further into the bench. Now you have this nice arch that will not be broken throughout the entire movement to keep you strong and structured. So that weight is not gonna be wobbling around at all, okay? It's gonna be very controlled. Number six, Unrack the weight, slowly move it out over into starting position. Now this does not mean lower the weight. I see a lot of guys in the gym who actually don't know the difference between unracking and then starting the movement. And this can scare the shit out of your spotters if they don't know that as soon as you unpin that weight that you're gonna drop it down to your chest. So just know that you wanna have those arms locked out, get the bar off the pins, and then just have it ready to go. 
okay? You should be stable, you should be solid, but the weight shouldn't be moving down at this point. That's the number next. seven, lower the bar in a controlled manner. You're not letting gravity take it at this point. You are not Tom Petty, you are not free falling. Let the bar go slow and controlled down to your, okay, you don't have to be slow, but at least you need to have control over the bar when it's coming down to your chest. Number eight. Number eight is let the bar sink into your chest. Do a one second pause count, okay? I know a lot of guys aren't gonna do this. And because the reason is, if you don't do what this is called a pause bench, um, the reason you don't do pause bench is because you can actually get momentum and move the weight up and down and it allows you to move more weight. Well, you know what not doing pause bench also does? It also decreases the amount of muscle growth. If you choose to do pause bench, you will actually see better development in your pec muscles because contrary to popular belief, bench press does not uh, stimulate as much chest activation as you would think. But if you pause at the very bottom, allow a little bit of stretch reflex in there, um, allow the bar to sink into your chest just below the nipples, you'll have to find a, a, a position that best suits you and your your limbs, my, my long monkey limbs, I go about an inch right below my nipples, that's kind of where the bar lands, but I let it rest there for about one second because as soon as I move on to the next step, which is number nine, that is explode out of the bottom, you'll see that you'll get so much more activation from all these other mu muscles if you do pause bench. If you're just moving on momentum, you're not gonna see as good of growth. I know, it may be minimal. There's still tons of research being done on this, but I know for myself, I wasn't doing pause bench for years. And when I started doing pause bench, I saw some really great results because of it. So I recommend it for you as well. So number nine is explode out of the bottom. Number nine is explode out of the bottom. And the keyword there is explode, because when you have that keyword in mind, it motivates you to go fast. Now you may not actually be able to move the bar fast because again, you've got some heavy ass weight on there, but when you have that word in mind, it creates this power and it allows you to activate more muscle. There's been research done that attempting to move a weight faster actually activates more muscle than simply just trying to move the weight. So when you're in the bottom here and you're saying, okay, I'm just gonna move the weight, whoop, scribbly do, and there you go, you may not be activating as much muscle, but if you say to yourself, you know what, I'm gonna explode the fuck out of this position, boom, that's where you're gonna have some good stimulation. So try to explode out so of the bottom. So that is your nine point checklist on how to improve your bench overnight. Let's uh, run through it again really quick. So number one is tighten your upper back. Number two, move your feet and position them so that your butt is off the bench and you create a curve in your lower back. Number three, figure out that grip width. Number four, place the bar over the meaty part of your palms and actually grip it. Number five, activate the quads and dig your upper back into the bench to create leverage. Number six, unrack the weight, move it into starting position. Number seven, lower the bar in a controlled manner. 
Number eight, let the bar sink into your chest for a one second pause count. And number nine, explode out of the bottom. There you go. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you like this video, please click that like button and subscribe so that you can see more videos like this. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, please go to newgains.com slash iTunes to view the iTunes listing where you can leave a review. That would really help me out. To see the official post for this video, go to newgains.com slash improve bench press. And I'll be talking to you guys next time. Take care. Make some gains. Later. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Noob Gains podcast. For more great muscle building tips, go to noobgains.com. And for a limited time, you can download a copy of my beginner's guide to building muscle called Five Simple Steps to Build Muscle and Look Awesome. Just go to noobgains.com slash five simple steps. Thanks again for listening. Now go make some gains. Yeah.